This is the Joyful Mama Show. We want to help you take actionable steps toward dreams that have more impact, family life that has more peace, and motherhood that has more joy. We think that it's time for moms to rise up in entrepreneurship and change the world. But let's face it, it's hard to sort through all of the ways we get stuck in our own heads and all of the things we feel like we're supposed to be doing. How can we change the world when we're overwhelmed with trying not to feel overwhelmed about homeschooling or power struggles with our kids or taking care of our own hearts, our bodies, and our minds? We want to give you the tools to find rest, joy, and healing while also taking your business and your dreams to the next level. You know you were made for more than hustle. You can feel that you were made for more than the lies that hold you back. And we believe that you were made for amazing things that impact the kingdom of God and the people that God has given you to impact for Him. You were made to be a joyful mama, to have a heart that is thriving, not striving. And we want to help you step into the fullness of all you were created to become. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Joyful Mama Show. We are super excited today to have our guest, Kenya Kelly. I have been watching Kenya grow in her business over the past few years. I can't even remember exactly when we met. Oh no. I know it was in an entrepreneurship free challenge that I first connected with you. Okay, yeah. I don't know if it was like in 2019 or 2020. I can't really remember. I don't know. Maybe I started them in 2020. So Maybe 20, maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Pre-pandemic, probably. Um, and I have just seen you like explode over the past few years, or what appears to me to be to have exploded. <laughs> I know it's not just like, oh, and I did nothing and then I exploded. I Correct. know it's been <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like that. No, not at all. <laughs> That's not the story. <laughs> it was nope. a lot of hard work. And I can see you have been working so diligently to grow this business. And I've just been amazed from the sidelines watching you. You know, we connected in the past. Do you remember when we sent messages back and forth about Bali? Yes. Yes. (laughs) That was right before the pandemic because you were going to go to Bali, right? Yeah. So I was going to go to, uh, because I I watched the movie Eat, Pray, Love. It's one of my favorite movies. And I plan to go to Bali for... Because I, I take the whole month of December off and I was going to go there December 2019. And then no. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I used to live there. And so I was telling you, like, here's where you can stay. Here's different parts of the city. Yeah. Here's how the island's laid out. So, okay. Yeah. So we definitely connected before 2019. Yes. Or yeah. like in 2019. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So it is so awesome to have you on here and talk to our listeners and share the expertise that you have gained over the past few years. And then way before that too, all the seeds that were planted before that. So Liz, if you just want to introduce Kenya officially. Yeah, I'll read your bio. So Kenya is a video and social media strategist. And if you are not one of her 550 4,000 TikTok followers, you surely will be after this. She teaches you how to build the business of your dreams by using short video marketing while also having fun and minimizing stress and burnout. So I actually became acquainted with Kenya. It was really funny. Sarah said, hey, I talked to Kenya Kelly. Do you remember her? And I'm like, No, but that name sounds really familiar. And I think I was probably in the same challenge where you guys met and that's how Sarah and I met. So I think she just thought, oh, we we all knew each other. And I'm like, I I really can't remember her, but I know I know that name. 
And she's <laughs> like, well, I'm talking to her about being on the podcast and it's so exciting. So shortly thereafter, I had a girl who I'm in network marketing. And so I had a girl who's on my team who was like, I really want to start using TikTok. And I'm like, I know nothing thing about TikTok. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I paid for Shalene Johnson's Marketing Impact Academy like last year or the year before. Yeah. So I'm like, surely there's something in there that somebody's teaching about TikTok. Yeah. And lo and behold, it was you. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I went through all of that content and I'm like, Sarah, you're not going to believe this. You're a girl, Kenya. She's teaching all about TikTok and this course that I paid for that I forget that I have. And you know how that is. It's like when you have lifetime access to something, it's like you kind of poke in and poke out. And normally when I'm in there, I'm looking at things that are super concentrated to the network marketing industry or leadership, Mm -hmm. whatever. So anyway, I I watched all your content on TikTok and it was really interesting because you at that time, which wasn't that long ago, you had 50,000 followers. Oh, shoot. Yeah. So I'm like, and now you have over 500,000. Yeah. So I'm really excited to hear how that happened. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I did see what, what you taught in the course, but I don't know if we want to, how you wanted to get into that. I know Sarah, you wanted to have her share, I think first, just kind of her story and how she started with, with being an entrepreneur in general. And then maybe we can get back into TikTok, but um. <laughs> okay. So how about we take it back to the beginning? And tell us, how did your entrepreneur journey start? Like, were you always an entrepreneur? Did you have a job? Like, a, where you worked for someone else at one point? Like, tell yeah. us the story. Yeah, for sure. So I, I've always been, I think it was in my, my DNA. Like my dad, um, apparently he was in network marketing for when I was a kid. And I didn't really know what it was called, but I just knew that thing. And, but as a kid, I was someone who would buy candy for five cents and sell it for 25. So it was always there. And I was so, it was just there. And so, but what really started to happen was when I got into college, I got recruited into network marketing. Um, there's a company called Prepaid Legal back then that is known as Legal Shield today. Legal Shield. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I got recruited in that back in like 2002. And that started this like snowball. Like I've always had this personality, but it was rough and ragged and all that. And I had a really great sponsor who forced me to read books that he wasn't going to work with me unless I read books. Um, and then the more that I read books, the more that I started growing a business, leading a team. Like there's a picture back here. I'll show you guys. They can't hear it on the podcast, but like this is me on stage in front of 12,000 people. And I give this like two minute talk. They asked me of all people to give this two minute talk. And I gave this two minute talk. I storm off the stage. Next thing you know, they push me back on stage. I'm having this standing ovation. Uh, And they are just like, they can't move on because everybody's like in this disarray from whatever it was that I said. And I am like crying my eyes out. And that just kind of snowballed this, like there was something in me that I did not know that I had. I know now that's the Holy Spirit. Uh, But also it's also this, the charisma, charisma that was on the inside of me. Like I'm just didn't know that I had it. And so I kind of start this journey of like becoming this thing and, you know, but in that when you're 20 something years old, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know how you're whatever. And so I ended up like leaving network marketing because like I had success and I was having failures. But the crazy thing that happened in the midst of it was (laughs) I had this encounter with God, the Holy Spirit. And he was like, quit your network marketing business, leave the team. You're manipulative. You learn how to be manipulative in that company. And I'm going to teach you how to sell without manipulation. That wow. was the that was the quite wow. the awakening. 
<laughs> wow. like 2007 or eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll never forget that. I was in the bedroom like, what? <laughs> yeah. Tough words to hear. Holy cow. Yeah. Who are you okay. telling? <laughs> <laughs> So you, so you leave that and then what happens? Then what do yeah, you do? Yeah, so I leave that and I go get a job, of course, and I'm in sales. I mean, I know how to sell. Like I, I have this phrase where I always, I don't say it in, in church settings, but I'll say it because y'all are like, whatever. And I'm like, I always say I can sell condoms to the Pope. I'm like, I'm a good sales <laughs> person. I can just sell. And so I got a sales job and I was like crushing it for the companies, you know, but once the mind has been expanded and it's shown that you can do all these other things, it's really hard to have a boss. It's really hard to work for somebody else. And so I ended up like, you guys see my hair curly now, but back in the day, I used to put the relaxer in my hair to make it straight because of, you know, the world says that straight hair is the, anyway. And so, but what happened was I, I got filled with the Holy Spirit and then I just started to change. I had this desire to see what does my hair look like without the relaxer. So I cut it all off. Worst day of my life. Um, I look at the bald eagle. It was just terrible. Uh, like no joke. It was terrible. Um, but I cut it all off. But what I realized was that I was having an inward change and it was like, God was doing something outwardly. And because of that, I was like, what do I do with this hair that's grown out of my head? And I learned about this show that was happening in Atlanta where they were having these big trade shows. And I said, well, I'm going to do that here in Richmond, Virginia, no experience, no haircut, no nothing. But I was just like, I know me and I can do this. Well, guess what? I did it. My first show, I had 1,500 people at a convention center. It was crazy. It was just wild. But I went on the journey with God. I'm like, we're going to do this. And that started the journey of like, Kenya Kelly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Who are you telling? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, first, I just have to say, like, it's really incredible being a network marketing professional, which I do think network marketing is such a great entry point into entrepreneurship mm-hmm. because you grow the skills, yep. you get your feet wet, you learn all the basics. But when you've built a team and you're, I'm assuming, getting invited to speak, you had built an income. And when you have people that have said yes to you, yeah. walking away from that is no small thing. So yeah. I'm still back there like, wow, if the Lord said, hey, Liz, drop everything and walk away and whoa. Like that's huge. Yeah. But then well, don't get me wrong, it was starting to fizzle. Like they were, it was like, how do I describe it? So when you're 20 something years old, you don't know how to lead people. You just don't, mm-hmm. you know, and you're trying and you're learning. And so I had built this team, but I was kind of falling up. It was falling apart in different types of like, that's the best way to put it. They're still there. And they're, you know, the leaders that I built, some of them are still there building that team. But it was like, the income was starting to fizzle anyway. I think because like, there was my own breakdown. It's like all this stuff was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that because it was so convicting, it was so like catastrophic, like having a God come to you and say something like that. You're like, all right, I'm gone. Otherwise, yeah. you hear these Bible stories and you're like, I don't want to be turned into a pillar of salt. You know, say so you're like, thing. I'm out of here, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what mm-hmm. do we do now? <laughs> hmm and so what did that do to your personal life? Like all of a sudden you're, I miss, I'm guessing you went from not following Jesus to following Jesus or had you kind of like grown up in Christianity? Yeah. Like, I what grew did up that going to church. To- yeah. So that's okay. the thing with the black culture for the most, for the most part, uh, black people are like since slavery, like church was a thing. It was so like you, 
no matter what you were doing, you still went to church. Like when I was in college, I would party all night and then I would be in church, like in the choir. So it was like a, for the most part, like black culture is like, you go to church. So I've been in church my entire life. Like, I don't even remember never going to a church service, like, you know? So, so what that did was that time it, I think what happened was it became more like, a more of an intentional journey of like, oh shoot, like I really hear God to that level. Oh, I was just starting on another journey with him in um in a way that I didn't understand that was happening at the time. But you know, now looking back, I'm like, oh, okay, that was bringing me out of what I was doing into the what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. So, how yeah. did you go from trade show to social media and <laughs> like becoming? the the queen of tiktok like how did that progress <laughs> yeah so what started to happen with the trade show thing is i my mind sees everything in pictures so if, like you talk to me and you're trying to get me to do something i'm like you're gonna have to write this down in bullet points because i can't see it and so when i was launching the trade show i knew that if i was going to sell people on this idea and me everything had to look as if i was the deal And so I invested my money into like a great website, marketing materials. I mean, the industry didn't know what hit them when I showed up. Like I didn't know it, but I just, I just knew how to be what I knew how to be because I had been in advertising, you know? And Mm -hmm. so when I showed up, they were just like, whoa. And companies started saying, hey, we're coming to your event, but who are you? Who (laughs) made your materials? Who did that? And I started teaching them like, yeah, your stuff is trash. I didn't say that to them, but like you, you know, and it so like I started to see what how how I saw is not the norm. And with the trade shows, I didn't enjoy them. It was a lot of work. And but you got the the payoff was not as much as it could have been. I mean, like if I just worked full time, you know. And so from there, what ended up happening was I was still doing that. And then got married nine months later as I go through divorce and we can talk about that. But in the midst of that, I was already feeling that like the uneasiness about doing the trade show because I wasn't making a lot of money. And when I found out that my ex was being unfaithful, like my whole world crashed. And I was like, world's crashing. I can't have the pressure of this trade show, this divorce. I got to go and get a job to sustain myself. So I got a job, but then my entrepreneur, it wasn't, it wasn't, it, it doesn't go anywhere. So then mm-hmm. somebody recruited me back into network marketing. Mm-hmm. I've been through divorce and single motherhood and now I'm remarried and blended family. And so I've, go. I've, yeah, I've walked through um, maybe some of the, some of the same things. I was not an entrepreneur at that time, but I do, I can definitely relate to that feeling of like, oh my gosh, I, how do you, it's really becomes more about survival. Like yep. when you're in the trenches of that, it's like, I'm not really thinking about how to thrive, how to make millions, how to like change the world. I just need to keep breathing in and out all day long and make it to tomorrow. That um, was it. Yeah. So through the divorce and that process, how then did you kind of get to a place where you could dream again and start to rebuild? Because it really, for me at least, it felt like just really laying a new foundation, things got burnt up. <laughs> new foundation, we got to rebuild from scratch. Yeah. So, okay. I, anytime I have these talks about divorce, I always like to give a disclaimer that I'm not the average divorcee, right? And I say that because 
for 10 years, I was reading books and listening to CDs and tapes. And like, I had hundreds of hours of stuff on the inside of me. So it was like Mm -hmm. the average person that goes through divorce does not have all of that. That like what happened to me in network marketing, like they just don't have that on the inside of them. And so I don't like to make, I like to make people understand that like, I'm not like the average woman that goes through a divorce because of God put all that in me back those 10 years or whatever. But what happened when I found out that my ex was being unfaithful, like I could literally hear Tracy Lynn, Les Brown, John Maxwell, I could hear them screaming all of these things to me while I'm crying my eyes out, telling me who I am and this, this, and this. Whereas most people don't have the, the that screaming at them. And mm-hmm. so it was like, I mean, I left within, was it 30? I left within 30 days. I filed within 90 days. It was done within six months. You know, but I also had a really close, sorry, the Zoom does these weird things now with like, when you, <laughs> whatever, uh, you're like sparkles. Uh, anyway, I forget when I do these hand gestures, but God, I had the Holy Spirit really close with me as well. So there was so much that was happening with, I'm hurting, I'm this, I'm that, but you're nuts. I'm amazing. There's no way I'm staying with you. We just got married, you doofus. I didn't say that, but I'm thinking it like, <laughs> what? Get out, you know? Um mm-hmm. So in the midst of all of that, like all the catastrophe and all that, I mean, it was really, really, really the hardest time of my life, you know, Mm -hmm. but I had all that in me. So I did leave fairly soon and I went and got a job. God bless me, but a six figure job crazy. Um, And then I got recruited back into network marketing like that. I had a prophet at my church came up to me and said, she said what she said and she didn't know what was going on. And when she said it, I knew what she was talking about. And somebody was trying to recruit me back in network marketing. So I'm going through all that with the divorce, working this six figure job. And then I make six figures in that company, like, like so fast. And it just, everything just kept like, just exploded. So it was like all of my years of experience just kind of, you know, catapulted. But in the midst of all of that, like, I mean, there's so much to talk about when we say all of that, but God ended up moving me to Houston, Texas and like all this stuff started to happen, but live stream came out. So it was like Periscope came out and I'm in this network marketing company trying to figure out how to sell my products and services. I didn't want to do home parties because I was hiding from people. Cause it was like, <laughs> I was famous in my town. So the last thing I wanted to do was be out and about. And everybody asked me about the divorce or whatever. So I was like, how can I build this business? And I was like, I'm going to do live stream. No idea what I was doing, but I got on Periscope on the floor of my apartment because I didn't have a couch or a bed at the time. And mm-hmm. I am just starting to learn how to use live stream. And fast forward, when I'm in Texas, I started getting even better at it and I started seeing people making money as coaches and consultants on live stream. And I was like, it was a very foreign concept for me. But the more that I talked about stuff, people wanted to hire me to help them. And I was like, well, I don't really do that. And then I I paid, like I'm friends with Nicole Walters. And so I, I wanted to just call her, but I said, let me just pay for an hour of her time. And I paid for an hour. And she was just like, Kia Kelly is a brand, da, 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 whatever. And it took me a little while. And finally I like, started in on it teaching on live stream and then it you know started from there in 2016 wow wow i know it's a lot i mean you are like way ahead of the game i'm like 2016 i don't know if i knew what live stream was back then like jesus loves you man yeah (laughs) he does but i we'll, we'll talk about that but i am like 
I am, people call me a radically obedient. I will do whatever God says, whenever he says it, however he said it, no matter what anybody else says. I didn't used to be that way, but I'm definitely that way now. Mm. So what would you say, like, when, because I've heard you talk so much about hearing God for your business and doing whatever the Holy Spirit says, like, what does that look like for you? Like, how do you, what does that mean hearing God? Do you just like have a picture in your head? Are you sitting down with a journal? Like, what does that mean to you? Yeah. So when I look at like the start of it, like what was the start of it? The start of it was um, years ago. I didn't really know Holy Spirit like that. And I did a fast with somebody, this group of people I had never didn't know what fasting was, but I liked the guy and I wanted to do some fast with him. So I did a fast with this guy. <laughs> and then the end of the 40 days, I heard God tell me, this is your last Sunday at this church. You're leaving this church. And I am like, who is talking? What is going on? I don't see anybody talking. And that kind of started this journey. And then what started to happen was when I left that, well, when I was starting the hair care business, I was just like, I don't really know what's happening or if you you speak, but if you do, I'm going to start try this because the preacher was teaching us about hearing God and all that. So what I started doing was we would, you know, you tithe in an envelope back in the day. And so yep. I would take my tithe envelope and I would write what I was believing God for on the back of the envelope. The, eventually the envelope got so full of things on the back and on the front. I was writing on the inside and I started watching all of these things like come into pass. And I just kind of went on that journey. Um, and then I remember sometime later, God said, this is your last Sunday at this church. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> you know? And then just starting to hear these like voices. And I'm like, I know I'm not saying this and this makes sense to this. I don't want to do this. So I wouldn't cause myself to think this mm-hmm. and watching what happens when I do the thing that I think the voice is telling me to do that, you know, started to happen. And then the divorce thing and all that type of stuff to like, like I have so many stories I could tell about all that, but I just literally would just have started the journey of like, okay, I don't know if you, what I'm hearing is you, this is not a big risk to take. So let me try that. Like, I'm not going to go and like empty out my bank account and give it to a person. Cause I think I heard God, but I will <laughs> go. I think you're telling me to wear green today. This sounds really dumb. He did not, but you know, like, <laughs> let me just do that and see what happens. If nothing happens, I'm like, okay, I didn't hear right. It's fine. You know, um, but I've started going like, I don't know what, you know, if this is you or not. Um, so then when it came time for my business, I can't remember exactly when I started that, but I, I knew that I was limited in my knowledge. I knew that I didn't go to school for business. I knew that I had a gifting or something but lacked wisdom. I don't have family support or any of that stuff. And I was just like, well, God rescued me when I was going through divorce. I think he can help me with this business. And so I was like making him into my best friend during that whole divorce process. And so I started going like, well, let's just start asking him if I should do this, if I should do that. And I just started like, it's like, it was like a game, you know, of just, maybe I'm hearing him right. Maybe I'm not hearing him right. You know? And what started to happen in that time was I started hearing God in different types of ways. The first way I was hearing God was these voices. And I'm just like, it wasn't like, like the an audible voice, so to speak. I mean, it may have been, but it was just like something, somebody's talking and I know it's not me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just trusting the voice that I thought I was hearing. Then it started to be through dreams. Like I found out my ex was cheating in a dream, two dreams. And I was just like, 
you speak in those things. So let me just start writing down what what is happening in these dreams. So I started like, just like writing down dreams and they weren't always specific. Like a lot of times they're like hieroglyphics. I'm like, what are mm-hmm. you saying? You know? Mm-hmm. And so I just started the, the journey of like learning how to interpret dreams for Christians, you know? And yeah. then it turned into like fire. Like I could feel fire on my hands or wind. And I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. Maybe there's an angel here, what's happening or whatever. Uh, but now I hear God through impressions. So like, like, um, like just now when I said that, I felt like an electric shock. So it's like, if God is talking to me or whatever, I'll feel these like electric shocks. And I've like allowed myself to just be like, this is nuts. What is going on? <laughs> and just like, okay, well, let's talk about this. If this is what you're doing, tell me about it. And so when I look at my business today and just the last like 10 years, I just made a decision that if God created the whole world, then he's the smartest person on the planet. He's the greatest strategist on the planet. And if I just give him an opportunity to help me, I'll have strategies that nobody has. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that is what happened with TikTok too, of like just trusting that. And so when I heard get on TikTok, I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. But I know his voice. And I was just like, could be wrong, could be right. Let me just download the app. And download the app. And I'm like playing with it. I'm like, I don't understand. And then when I went viral, I was like, this is it. He goes, oh, yes, this is it. And I need you to double down. And he was like coming to me in dreams. He woke me up out of my dreams. I mean, he was just like very passionately talking to me about TikTok. And I'm like, what is happening? But because I was like, I think I'm hearing him. I just went with him and people go, you hear God. I'm like, I know, but you, <laughs> you know, yeah, wow. yes, but you do too. I love the, the ending. You, yeah. you hear God, but we all do. Yeah. So why do you think God wanted you to get on TikTok? Well, first of all, he wants me to be rich. He wants us all to be rich. You know, there's in the Bible that he wants us to be the lender, not the borrow. And you can't lend money if you don't have any. You know, um, and so when I look at that, here was this like crazy opportunity that something was getting ready to happen with people, with the world, with this platform. And because I was listening, I was asking and just inviting him into what I was doing. I feel like he was like, because I want to explode this for you. Now, the crazy thing is, do y'all know who Sean Bowles is? Yeah. Okay. So Mm -hmm. Sean Bowles, like I had heard of him and watching stuff and all that. And I had booked a, a a ticket for his event in Texas one date or whatever. And at the same time, they were doing a Sozo training, which is inner healing and deliverance training in Texas. And I was like, well, I want to do that because I want to be able to walk people through inner healing and deliverance. So I skipped out on the Sean Bowles event. Well, I get a text message from my pastor and she's like, Sean is prophesying over you right now. And I'm like, what do you mean? He calls out my name. He spells my name. He says, tells them that I'm black. He tells them I'm from Louisville, that I, what I do for business, my friends are bawling. And he starts prophesying about my influence, about what God is going to do, how I brand other people, but he's going to brand me. At the time I had a branding agency. Okay. And (laughs) so- Yeah. So when I started seeing what was happening with TikTok, it really correlated of like, God was like, I told you, and it's an invitation. You got an opportunity to 
do this thing with TikTok. Now, he didn't tell me, bring this up when he said do TikTok. He just said, do it. And as I started watching the influence climb, I was like, oh, shoot, this is, it's happening, you know? So, you know, for that reason, but I also felt like, he knows how I am. I'm like a megaphone. I'm going to tell everybody whatever God is doing. I'm going to tell everybody, everybody, everybody. I'm just going to keep telling everybody. And that's what I did all 2020, all 2021. And it gave people, everybody watching, got an opportunity to see this is what it looks like to hear God, trust God in the midst of everybody saying you're crazy. It's not going to work. People got to watch radical faith and trust in God right there on Facebook, because that's where I talked about it at. I sure did. I sure got to watch this. (laughs) Well, I'm going to go back. I'm going to be scrolling all the way back. There's a lot of content, girl. There's a lot of content. (laughs) My favorite favorite things you've said, let me try it. You're willing to just take imperfect action. You made Jesus just your best friend. Yeah. You're like, let's just make this like a game. Like the stakes are low. If if I hear wrong, so what? I think you say we're green and now we're green and I was supposed to wear blue. <laughs> Whatever. Fine. Yeah. Um, it's just so good, so rich. I'm I know it's like the basic things that we kind of all know, like, okay, go to God. God is the best strategist, all those things. But yeah. I'm like, you make it sound so simple, but truly walking that out over time, sustaining that over years is very, very rare. And not easy to do. So I guess that would be. So here's the thing. I don't know who I learned this from. Maybe it was another school, but it's like, I feel like we overcomplicate everything. We just do. You know what I mean? It's like, even what was happening in Palestine and Israel, it's like, dude, why are we overcomplicating it? You pray for people, period. Mm -hmm. People. It's not, it's not complicated. It's not complicated. Pray for people. That's it. You know? And so I learned that through something, something I was part of where it's just like, God is always talking, right? We're always talking. So of course he's always talking. I think that we're just not used to trusting him. We're Mm -hmm. used to us doing everything, me included, you know? And maybe that the, when we're the churches we're part of, or the ministry we're part of, we're so used to getting everything from the pastor, the preacher, the minister, the prayer team or whatever, that we really haven't chosen to cultivate our own close and personal relationship with God. That was me most of my life. Something happened. I think the biggest, no, I know what happened. Divorce was the biggest thing that happened to me. It's the worst and the greatest thing that ever happened to me because mm-hmm. I there was nobody there was no mom. There was no dad. Nobody could be there for me. Well, one, most people just weren't there for me. But then two, they just could not be there for me all day, every day. And I had this moment in time. It was like, if you're going to show up for me, then this would be a great time. <laughs> you know, and I watched <laughs> him like, I mean, if I tell y'all the things that happened like in 30 days of me leaving my ex, you would be like, what in the world? And I just watched him swarm in in a way where he was like, this is what it looks like for a father to take care of his kid. And I was like, oh, wow. And so it became like a dependency to where I couldn't have, I mean, I could have gotten there, but I don't think I could have gotten there without the worst season of my life. And so most people when they go through really hard times, they become bitter and angry or whatever. And I had, I, I didn't have the space to become bitter and angry. I had, I needed help and I asked for it. So that's mm-hmm. like, that's became my crutch for life business and all that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how do we, 
have like, <laughs> we have like five minutes left. It's okay. You can keep going. It's fine. <laughs> I'm like, what can I squeeze out of you before <laughs> every last drop? Um, okay. Let me ask you this. As you know, you're, as you're talking to all these moms who are listening, who are incredibly yeah. busy and who a lot of them are in struggle type seasons. They've got little kids. They're trying to grow businesses, you know, marriage, stuff, all the things, all the plates, yeah. spinning, all the things. What would you say to one of them who's trying to grow their business and feeling like they should be doing more social media content? And there's just so many things they could be putting their attention to in their business. What advice would you give to them about growing their business online? Like what's a what's an imperfect step they could take today? So one of the first things I just kind of want to give grace to moms. I don't have children. I have uh, I have cats. So it's different when you have a human and they're like, they don't understand time. They don't understand that you need to go create content, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you have a spouse and if, especially if you don't have a spouse, then there's a whole nother level of things. Um, but then if you're married, it's like, you may have some help, but you also got to have that that time for you to, you know what I mean? So I just want to encourage you to give yourself some grace for that. But this is a hard thing to say, but like, if you are finding time to watch Love is Blind or you're finding time to watch whatever your show is, then you have the time to be able to, you know, uh, if you're scrolling on social, uh, then you have the time to be able to do a little bit. Um, And so one of the things that's going to be important for you to note is that like, one of my friends, she has kids, has a business, is married, and she recognizes that if she's going to be able to have her time and to do the things she needs to do, then she wakes up a little bit earlier, right? And so that's just a, a tidbit. If you're like trying to figure out where am I going to have space for this, then it, it may be a little bit earlier or a little bit later in the day. Um, but when it comes to creating content online, one of the best things you can do for yourself is to actually set aside time to like what we call batch recording or batch creating. Because if you say, I'm going to do this on Monday, this on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, you have little people or or, or a person, it's very challenging to, to create all that time in the midst of people needing, wanting mom, because everybody wants mom, you know? Um, so you have to figure out how, where can I actually create space to be able to do this on a regular basis? And it's going to be a sacrifice of something, you know, for what it is that you say that you want. But everybody that we know is successful. They they were multitasking. There were these sacrifices that they all had to make. And it may have been a little bit here and there because most people don't have all of this time to go and do all this stuff to create, you know, a business online or whatever, but it is taking that little bit of time going like, okay, I am not going to be able to watch the love is blind reunion. I mean, it's over, but like, you know, today (laughs) I'm going to have to watch it tomorrow. And that hour that I normally would spend, I'm actually going to go and, you know, plot some time out, you know, but if you're talking about creating video content, then it's definitely going to be your best bet is like trying to do as much as you can in one sitting because mm-hmm. there is there's only so much time in the day. You may not get dressed every day. You may not put on makeup every day or whatever every day. But if you're knowing like, okay, on Saturdays, my kid or kid is always doing this thing from this time to this time. And I normally vacuum or I normally fold. Then what you actually can do is that could be part of the time of the content creation because you know your kid is not pulling on or whatever, or kids aren't pulling, or you know that like um I had one of my clients and she is not good at social media because she's older and she makes candy. And I was like, okay. She goes, but my kid, my grandkids come sometime and they create TikToks for me. And I was like, 
okay. So what happens when they, you know, do that? Oh, I give them a piece of candy and da, 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 da. And I said, well, does your daughter need more, more free time? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, why don't you go have a conversation with your daughter and ask her if once a month that you get the kids for these amount of hours and these kids know that for 30 minutes of that time with grandma, they're going to help you film content for the, your candy. And then they're going to get their regular piece of candy, but they're also going to get a dollar or $2 or whatever. And it just becomes 30 minutes, not four hours. And that way you have your, that your daughter's getting some time away. The kids get more time with grandma, which they already enjoy. They're going to get a dollar or $2 to help you. And you get the content. And she was just like, Oh my God. I'm like, here's a way to do everybody wins and you don't take advantage of the kids. You're just doing 30 minutes and they get excited because why they get a piece of candy, they get a dollar. You know, so it's just figuring out right. how you can create space in what you already have, even if it's just a little bit, but it can't be suddenly. It has to be intentional. That's so good. I mean, it's I don't really know about good. you, Liz, right now, but my kids are getting to watch TV while we record this podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my kids are not because the internet was wonky, but they were they were threatened. <laughs> if you don't play quietly. Um, it's so good. And actually one of the things I had asked or I had written down to ask you was about, do you batch content? Like, how do you build consistently? I'm guessing you somehow miraculously got from 50,000 to 500,000 followers on TikTok because you did something consistently with your content creation. That's my guess. I I have a uh, philosophy that I'd show up. That is my, that's my show up queen is my name, you know? And with TikTok, it wasn't that I went viral suddenly and I got all these followers. No, I was consistent every single day while everybody was fighting about BLM, ALM, mass, no mass, Biden or Trump. I was creating TikTok videos. I was, I was creating content teaching and I was consistent every single day. I am consistent every single day now. So my new philosophy is, yes, I try to create one piece of short content a day and just put it in my drafts. But my new thing is I put on a shirt today a necklace today, makeup today, I'm going to shoot at least one long YouTube video a day, 20 minutes, because I already have clothes on, right? So before I turn these lights off, one, and then now I can take that same piece of one piece of content and upload it into AI and chop it up into like 10 or 15 different short videos, you know? So it's like the days when I don't have it because I did something in the days that I did have it, you know, or whatever. But that's been my thing with TikTok. You know, I was stuck at like 400,000 followers for like a year and a half. I could not grow. And I was like, I know how to settle that. So I was like, we're going to get back to posting three and four times a day. Good content. And I was just like a mad woman because I wanted to get to 500,000. That was just a goal. And so then, boom, we did. And so now I'm not posting like that crazy right now because I'm busy with my business. But I am still consistently one piece of content a day. One a day, engage with people, period. You know, And that's like everything grows through consistency. Most people don't have overnight success. And if you do have it, you can't maintain it. You know, because you're like, what do we do now? You know what I mean? It's like when you go viral, people get so mad at me because I'm not commenting on their comments. And I'm like, dude, this video has 2.5 million views, 20,000 comments. I can't comment quick enough because I have other videos with comments. So you just go... It's okay. I comment when I can, but I continue to, to get shoot great content and serve the audience that I have. Wow. Where do you come up with your ideas for the content? Are you repurposing 
some more yeah. things you learn and then you regurgitate what you're learning or yeah. these things. So, so it's, it's one first, like as a business, I'm always making sure that if we are focused this month on selling a course, then my content that I create has to be around a way to be able to sell my course. Right. So that's the number one thing. It's like, what are we selling? How can we create content or market the business to sell the thing? That is the ultimate thing. Because otherwise you just create great content, but you don't get your desired result. Mm -hmm. uh, so then what I'm doing is I use TikTok as my creative team because it's such a creative platform with like all the things happening. And so I spend time like once a day, just scrolling for about five or 10 minutes, looking for creative ideas. If I don't find anything there, then I may go to Instagram reels and get some ideas. Otherwise I will go to YouTube and type in a topic and see what comes up on YouTube. Um, I will use things like chat GPT and say, Hey, I need to create 50 pieces of content around this, this, and this for these people and let AI give me some ideas, but nine times out of 10, by the time I scroll TikTok for 10 minutes, I got content ideas. Mm -hmm. So we, we've never personally used AI yet for our <sighs> videos, but I think we should, this should, this episode right here should be our breakout of using <laughs> AI and letting it break this episode into little pieces <laughs> and see what it comes yeah, up with. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I, you can use an um, app called Opus dot uh, Opus Pro, O-P-U-S Pro. And you put in um, you put in a long form piece of content and it like it chops it up into little clips. Uh, now it's it's relative. You have to make sure that the clips are good and like you have enough distance and all that. But yeah, it works really good. Well, we have loved having you on here, getting to share yeah. your story. And we want you to tell our followers how they can find you where they can follow you, where they can get more info about you, where they can get coached by you, all the yeah. things. Yeah. So the best way to um, to communicate with me, you can go to uh, Key and Kelly on all social platforms. So Key and Kelly on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, TikTok, all that. Uh, KeyandKelly.com is where I have all of my like programs and things of that nature. But you can always just inbox me and say, hey, I need help with this, this, and this. How should I work with you? And I can let you know. Great. Wow. Amazing. So generous. Well, well, you are a yeah. wealth of knowledge and it is obvious that it, you were not an overnight success and you have been walking the journey and God has taken you on such an amazing journey with him. And I'm so inspired by how you hear from him for your business and how much effort and consistency, even when you were talking at the end, it just felt like you had an identity around consistency. Like mm -hmm. I am consistent. I am, this is who I am. And for anyone that's listening, it's like, let's take that identity on too. Like I am a consistent person. I show up. That was another thing mm -hmm. you said was I show up. And I love that even for myself. Like I am a person who shows up to my life, to my mm -hmm. business, to doing whatever the thing is that God's put in front of me and asked me to do. Like I show up. Yeah. So that's, that's amazing. So thank you for yeah. listening. Go follow Kenya Kelly on TikTok and Instagram and go join her programs and get more info from her if you're looking to grow your social media and get more content out there. Can I give them one little tip? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go for yes. it. What yeah. Is I, was, I was just going to encourage them that like, if you want to hear me teaching a lot, go, I have two podcasts. One's called the Kenya Kelly podcast. But I have the You, Me, and Jesus podcast where I talk about me, my relationship with God. I just, all the things happen on there. I'm raw, real, honest, and all that uh, on the You, Me, and Jesus podcast. I started that when I was battling depression, when God told me to. And I didn't know, I was like, okay, fine. And so fast forward, there it is. 
It's awesome. awesome. Yes. Go listen to both her podcasts and get some more <laughs> inspiration and guidance and all the things. All right. We will see you next time. Bye, guys. To get our free heart-centered homeschooling ebook or to book a breakthrough call about homeschooling or business with Sarah, visit the links in the description of this podcast. Also, we always want to hear your questions or ideas for new podcasts. So do please slide into our DMs on Instagram or post in our Facebook group. We would love to hear from you.